Test, test, one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome to Brain Food. Uh, this is my second episode of um, this podcast. That's insane. Sorry, I probably just fucking broke your ear. I'm actually in my car right now. Well, my dad's car. But I feel like the audio in here is going to be a little bit better. It's a smaller space and it's a car. So I won't be in my room with the potential of my mom to come in because I just had to re like record this whole entire episode because one, I revealed too much about myself, two, I name dropped on accident, and three, my mom walked in about four times. So I'm in the car right now. It is hot as fuck. I mean, frick. Um, but that's okay. I have a water next to me, which is also warm, so that actually probably won't help. I have to burp. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Um, but today, the, um, the topic I'm going to be talking about today is love and relationships. I actually wrote a script today. Um, I'm actually, the, the session I just had about 30 minutes ago, for some reason I was talking at literally tortoise pace. Like I was literally talking so slow. I don't know what, oh my God, I, that was so weird. I just looked over the recording. It was one, one, one. Um, but the pace I was talking at was literally maybe five words a minute. I think it was because I was reading the script as I was talking, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pre-record, I'm going to, like, you know, kind of talk out loud and then listen to the recording, see how I sound, and then I'm going to record the actual episode because I was listening back to the thing I just recorded, and I was actually, like, laughing out loud in my kitchen while I was eating my tofu scramble. So, I feel like when I talk faster, it's more entertaining. The slower I talk, it's like, bro, it feels like I'm in, in like, a college class right now. Um, Okay. So I'm going to start off the episode with some questions that I'm going to kind of ease into what, um, you know, what I did that day or uh, this week, whatever. And then I'm kind of going to talk about the actual purpose of the episode, which is going to be love and relationships. I'm going to give you some advice. I, th- okay, this is, uh, let me know if this sounds like a stupid idea, but I, I feel like I'm going to name some of my, uh, therapy sessions, um, uh, mother goose. Cause I'm like, I kind of had these mother, like, <laughs> these mother tendencies with my friends and um the way I kind of talk to people like I do give a lot of advice like whenever people are having a problem they tend to come to me like a mother would so I think we're gonna do mother goose I chose mother goose because goose is funny and I'm like a mother so I'm gonna start off with some questions thank you to the person who sent me all these questions because they literally gave me like six questions and I that I really appreciate that so, so thank you I'm not gonna name drop like I did last time because that's like doxing someone So thank you. You know who you are, who gave me all these questions. Thank you so much. So question number one is best advice with dealing with a lot of stress at once. I feel like, I feel like when I'm dealing with a lot of stress at once, you know, and I know it's going to be a short, short time period. I, I do breathing exercises. Um, you know, try to practice those when you're at home, because, you know, if you're in a spot where you can't really just like, you know, go somewhere and sit down and do breathing exercises, Uh, you know, like be in private, you can always, you know, breathe in like eight seconds and out eight seconds. You know, I just had told my friend that she's having a panic attack and I told her, you know, breathe in and out eight seconds and eight seconds out. And literally those thoughts that are racing in your mind, they, they actually go away for me, at least like personally, I've, I've experienced that they actually go away when I'm breathing in and out because like, I, I guess it has something to do with your body and nerves, whatever. Um, I'm not a scientist or good with anatomy there are a bunch of kids riding bikes behind the car and I really hope it's not oh they're like children never mind but yeah breathing exercises really help if it's a long time you know stress that you're dealing with I think 
I've said this before, but kind of find a new hobby and, um, you know, do new things in your life, like try new things in your life. Like, yeah, you might not like them, but you know, it opens up a new door to things that, you know, maybe, you, maybe you wouldn't like, um, you know, I'm going to open this water. I'm going to take a little sip. It's going to be like ASMR. Watch this. Oh my, that was hot. Um, but yeah, I, I really feel like finding new things that you can do in your life you know, even if you don't like it, it always opens up a new path that you could switch to or a new experience you could experience. So yeah. Question number two, <laughs> what would your younger self not believe about your life? Um, personally, I feel like when, when I was a kid, um, I didn't have a lot of friends. Like, I know that sounds like sad saying that out loud, but I, like, I honestly, like, that's just how I grew up. I, I never really had a lot of friends. Like, I was never popular. I had my one week of fame in middle school when I said I was going to hit some kid in the face for attention, and I ended up not doing it and just pushing him into a locker. That was my five minutes of fame and having friends who, you know, pe when people actually liked me, and I literally, that was my euphoric moment. Um, but I feel like I don't have a lot of friends now. But I have a lot of people in my life that are good. And I feel like even even a couple months ago, I feel like I would never have that. Um, I, I have a borderline personality disorder and I, I know a lot of people have that or, or even, um, you know, I have bipolar tendencies as well where I shut people out when I get mad or when I get upset and I'm like, I'm never talking to you again. And then I talk to them the next day like nothing had happened. And I don't do that anymore. And I'm really proud of myself that I don't do that anymore because I've, you know, getting out of that cycle of toxic behavior has really, like, I, I'm a good person. I know I'm a good person, but it has made me a better person and good people have come into my life because of that. And I feel like my younger self would not think I would have as many good people I have in my life right now. Even if that's a couple, you know, I have like, I have three solid people in my, three or four solid people in my life right now that I trust. And I think that's a very rare thing to have. Um, so yeah, that, that's my answer. I, I feel like, you know, I wouldn't believe that I would have actual good people in my life, especially living on Long Island. I thought I would never find that. Um, like my best friend, like she is like my pride and joy. Like I love her so much. And she thinks that I was talking shit about her in the last episode. And I am not Katie, by the way. I don't care if I name drop. I was not talking shit about you, bitch. Um, I was talking about someone else and you know who that is now. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm not repeating myself. <laughs> uh, number question number three, what have you tolerated in the past that you no longer have space for? That is an amazing question. And I already have the answer for it because I literally talked about it 40 minutes ago. Um, people who treat my sister like shit, I literally have no respect for you whatsoever. My sister is the biggest ball of sunshine and brightness and just such the purest kind of genuine, nice person. I'm going to use every adjective to describe her. I literally, I the more I've grown up... I've realized that I have let people, let my friends treat her like shit. And I was embarrassed to say, hey, don't say that to my sister because I thought I was cool and, you know, I'd be mean to her. And I literally, I've never, like, realizing now how much that has hurt her has made me feel this immense amount of pain because I'm so close with her now. I tell her everything. Um, 
And, you know, yeah, she's my annoying little sister, but, like, that's my life. Like, after my parents are gone, that's who I have for the rest of my life. So keep, if you have a sibling or just someone that you're close with that you consider, like, a sister or brother, keep them close. Because, you know, one day, you're not going to have anybody but them. You know, you're peop- we're going to get old. We're going to, you know, people in our lives are going to die and, you know, or die or go away the older we get. So keep those people that you grew up with very close because you're not going to have them forever. And I, I, I literally treat my sister like people who tr- have treated like my sister like shit in the past. Those kind of people are like, honestly, I hate cursing on here, but literally go fuck yourself. I People who treat their friends, family members like garbage are the worst kind of people. I tolerated that shit for years, my whole life. I don't tolerate that anymore. If anyone is mean to myself, because I know she's an amazing athlete. She got pulled up when she was 12 years old for a varsity sport. People treated her like shit because she was so good at it. I and I never said anything to them because, you know, they're popular and blah, blah, blah. If anybody did that now... They will never see the light of day ever again. I will. I do not tolerate people who treat my, my younger sister like shit. I could treat her like shit. Like, you know, treat her like shit, quote unquote. But, you know, I could be mean to her because that's what siblings do. They're fucking, they beat the shit out of each other. But nobody else can do that. And I think that's a very generic rule amongst people. You don't, nobody else can treat your sibling like shit except for you. So yeah, that's my answer. I just got like super angry because I'm thinking about a couple of people right now um, who have treated her like shit and I am, I don't like you. Question number cuatro. How do you figure out if your friends are truly your friends? You know, and the other half of this question is how have you figured out who your real friends are? That is also really good. Cool. All these questions that, that this person gave me are amazing. So thank you. I feel like my, um, I literally go down the same path. I feel like my whole life, I, 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 but I have, I feel like my whole life I've surrounded myself with people who I think I could help. And that is such a bad start to any relationship, whether that's romantic, plutonic, friend, just a friendship or any relationship in general. That is the worst way to start any relationship. Oh, I can help this person. You can't. As much as we try to help these people who we think we can fix or, you know, change, they, they're they not going to change unless they want to. Yeah, you can ease up and, you know, try to push them to change, but they're not going to unless they want it. And, you know, I people, since I've, I've helped myself, people have naturally come into my life and, you know, been, you know, attracted, like, quote unquote, but like have been attracted into my life. And I'm not even trying to, like, be friends with these people. It just happens. And I feel like that's the purest, like, the purest kind of relationship you can have with someone. It just naturally happens. You naturally, like, click with that person. And that's, I think that's how I've figured out who I can be friends with or not. Like, yeah, like, I want to be friends with this, this and that person. But, like, it's going to happen naturally. If if I'm, if I'm constantly trying you know, get close with this person, it's not going to happen. And if it does happen, it's going to end badly. So that's my answer to that question. I'm not going to go any farther than that because I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about today. Um, 
How do you change your mindset when everything negative is getting thrown at you? This question number five, by the way. Um, you know, it honestly depends what negative things you're talking about. If we're talking about bad friends, like negative energy with bad friends, cut those friends off. I know it's easier said than done, but once you cut bad people out of your life, good people will come in. You know, it's, it's going to flow in and out. You know, life is very, it's not linear at all. It's very, it, it has its up and ups and downs. But I feel like once you get into a routine of doing good things and, you know, doing good things for other people, not just for yourself all the time and, you know, looking out for yourself, doing good things for yourself, treating yourself very well, good things are good people are going to come into your life. And I've learned that it's happening constantly still. Um, But yeah, I feel like you need to cut like. Like I said, like with relationships, cut those people off. If if it has something to do internally within you, you got to change. Like I know, I know it's, it's such a generic answer to be like, well, you got to change. You have to do the literal opposite of what you're doing. If you have a problem with drugs, lit- okay. Cold turkey is not a, a, a good example, but that's how I, I locked myself in my room for three weeks. Not locked, but I did not leave my hide and hang out with anyone for weeks. And I wasn't surrounded by drugs anymore. Wow. It's funny how that works. I literally threw all my drugs out. I built enough confidence to throw them out. And then I took them out of the garbage and flushed them down the toilet so they'd really be gone. If if it has to do with drugs, try your best to get sober. And if you fuck up a couple times, that's literally fine. Just find new things in your life that are going to make you happy and you won't be thinking about drugs anymore. Oh my God, I have this problem with drugs. I need to stop. If if you're not constantly hyper-focusing on one thing, you'll get out of it. You need to focus kind of multitask in your life. That's how what life works. Not everything is about... It's not black and white. It's it's very versatile. So you need to focus on more than one thing in your life. And, and good things will happen to you. You just need to... You, you can't you can't make your whole life so black and white because if you're I'm good at this I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life you got to try new things it's like people who are picky eaters you know they they eat chicken fingers and fries for the whole life and then they try something and you're like oh my god I didn't know this was good you need to try everything so yeah let's answer that question question number six numero six how do you get over an ex or ex best friend I feel like that's a very hard question I feel like it's a very Normal question to ask when you, when you're when you're in the midst of trying to get over someone. I feel like us as humans, we I gotta fucking open a door in here. It's hot as f. I'm just gonna crack it a little bit. But um, I really I'm gonna look in the rearview mirror because I really hope no, no one's listening to me. Okay, you can hear the cicadas. Oh my god, that is such a vibe. Wait. So, how do you get... Okay, so when you're in the midst, I think, of dwelling on someone, you know, oh, like... Okay, I'm going to use this as an example. I'm not going to drop any names because that's fucked up and I'm not going to do that. But I was going through something with one of my friends and, you know, I know she's a good person, okay? But she did bad things. We both did bad things, but, you know, she was worse. It was a very toxic relationship. It was a bad time of my life. It was a bad time in both of our lives. This, this girl's had a really tough life and I don't blame her for, you know, it gives me an explanation of why the way she is, but it's not an excuse, but it's an explanation. 
we're both in really tough spots in our life. And, you know, the the excitement of fighting literally kept that fire alive of our friendship because I didn't want to end it because I literally would be bored without this toxicity in my life. Like, I can admit that now. I, li- I loved that. I loved the drama. I loved it. And I feel like once you cut that off, you know, it's going to be hard at first. Like, that, it's going to be like a heartbreak. It's going to be like, well, what do I do now? I don't have anyone. Hopefully, you have someone that you can talk to about. But I think the best advice you can take with this is, is time alone. Time alone. Time heals everything. Yeah, you're going to cry. Whether that's crying or have a panic attack. You're going to do things that you usually wouldn't do but you got to spend time alone and find yourself before you try to you know have an explanation of why everything went wrong because you're going to replay what if what if in your head over a million times and that's not going to get you anywhere except for these fake scenarios that you're making up in your head so time heals everything read a book annotate a book annotating oh my god I love annotating books highlighting quotes in books and you know it's like a puzzle, like just find new things that you love doing. Make yourself bored. That's all I can say. You'll find new, you'll find yourself a way to entertain yourself and you'll find a new path. Okay, bro, like the veins in my arms are like popping out because it's like a fucking sauna in here. I did burp again. I'm going to take a little sip of water, excuse me. anymore and I'm gonna close this door it's gonna be loud headphone warning okay so it's time for mother goose time okay I'm gonna talk about myself for a little bit and I'm gonna throw some advice while I'm in there okay so Since this episode is about love and, um, relationships, you know, I kind of already talked about that relationship aspect a little bit, but we're gonna, we're gonna get into it, okay? We still got, like, how much time, how much time we got here. I'm gonna try to keep these 35, 40 minutes. We don't go over. Okay, we're at almost the 20 minute mark. We're at 18, 27. Um, we're gonna talk about love right now, okay? Kat doesn't like talking about love. She doesn't like talking about her feelings, but like I said, we're gonna go out of our comfort zone. And do something new. Okay? I'm putting my feet on the dashboard. Don't worry. We're in park. I got the emergency brake on. Okay. So. I find it very hard to talk about love when I really have not experienced it before. You know, plutonically, I have. My best friend, my best friend Katie, I literally, that is my plutonic soulmate. I literally, she's my twin flame. I love her. But the best I could do is to try to say, like, and explain what I have been experiencing lately, okay? I'm going to give you some healthy advice. This isn't about you. It's about me right now, okay? Okay. I have a script in front of me. I'm going to try not to read it, but I'm going to glance at it every couple of minutes to, you know, keep the uh, conversation going. So, I feel like my whole life... Oh my God, if I start with that sentence again, I'm going to literally, I'm literally going to put this, turn this car on and drive into my house. Um, feeling like I was undesired as a kid, it really, it really, really hurt me. Um, I can admit now that I, you know, I, I literally can never, ever, ever tell 
if someone genuinely likes me, whether that's romantic or not. And if it is romantic, I literally stop that shit before it even starts because I cannot be intimate and serious when it comes to romantic relationships. I've never dated anybody. I've never been in love romantically. I've never had genuine romantic feelings for someone before. I've had crushes, but it never went farther than that. It never went past the talking stage because it scares me so much. Like the thought of me being intimate with someone literally makes my skin crawl. I don't know if that's, you know, that... I can't be intimate with anyone. It's really scary for me. And I'm kind of going to get into it the more and more I talk because this is really hard for me to talk about. It's just terrifying for me. Like the thought alone that someone could possibly love me, like it's like a sick joke. Like they that they could love me for me. I no I don't think except for my parents, no one has ever told me that they they love me romantically it, until recently. And when it happened, I I literally shut them out and I I, I still haven't talked to them since. And that was a couple of months ago. But um yeah. Like, the thought of them seeing me for the real me, and then them being disappointed, oh my god. That, like, like I said, that literally makes my skin crawl. Like, it, it, like, it puts me into this state of mind. I mean, I'm better with it now, but, like, it's still fear of mine, and I, and I'm not ashamed to have that fear. I'm not. And, you know, it's, uh, I've met a few individuals over the years, but recently I, I've met someone who makes me feel like really safe, like safe in a way where I'm like, ew, guys, ew, I'm like smiling right now. What the F? You know, I smile when I hear the name. I smile when I see them. Like, I feel so safe when I'm with them. Like, at first, like when I, when I, fir- like, we're friends, whatever. At first, I had no idea what to do. Like, not one idea. Honestly, I'm still doing nothing about it. Like, I literally refuse to admit that I like someone because, like, then I'm scared they're going to laugh at me. <laughs> um, you know, that's the fun thing about growing up, though. And, you know, maturing and growing. Like, it's, it's, it's okay. You're supposed to go through life exploring the unknown. So the fact alone I haven't receded from this person is a really, really big step for me. And I'm really proud of myself. You know, I, I'm taking it one day at a time. I believe... Like I said, I believe in plutonic relationships. I have it. I literally have it. But I'm sure, I'm so unsure of what love and, you know, a rom- actual romantic relationship is supposed to feel like. Um, I'm going to turn the next page. I have some little notes right here. You know, uh, like I said, I'm going to take it on my own pace. You know, rejecting it will literally take me back to square one. So the first thing I'm hand, like, you know, the fact that I'm handling this differently makes me really proud. Um, you know, just, I'm going to take it at my own pace. Okay. It's just so tricky because like I, there's so many different components of a healthy relationship. I look at my parents and it's like, I want it. I I want what they have because they're so in love with each other. And I'm so scared that I'm never going to find that. Like, it's a big fear of mine. Like I, I want everything both ways. And it's like, yeah, I, you know, I want to be in love, but I don't want to date anyone. Like, that's too scary for me. 
Like, but if you're constantly looking for a love partner, you won't find them. You have to find yourself alone and someone will come out of nowhere and literally like change your perception of everything. Like my friends told me for years, like, cause this is really sad, but I, every friend I've had, they've had a boyfriend and they're so in love with them. You know, I want that, but then, you know, I take, I take a, I take a closer look at, you know, how relationships work and there's all these rules and like, I don't, I don't want it. I, I like, I like, I want it both ways. It's so confusing. Um, so I'm going to play it out. If it doesn't work with this person, then it's fine. You know, I know that, you know, one day, maybe one day I will want to date someone and maybe one day I will, you know, want to get married and do all that, you know, all that shit. Um, but you know, that, that's the cool thing about the future. It's constantly changing. And I'm not scared that I'm going to make the wrong choice or I'm missing out on something because, like, I have my whole life to figure that out. I'm 17 years old. I, I don't take my life so seriously. I take my routine seriously. I take my, my physical and mental health very seriously because that's some, something that I think we all should take very seriously. But um, love and all of that, you know, it, it's so weird because... I don't know, guys. I don't like talking about this because I don't admit, I don't like admitting when I like someone, you know, because when I like someone, it's like a stupid crush. But like right now, it's not like a crush and I don't like that. (laughs) It's like more than a crush. And I don't like when I feel like that or that I'm feeling like this right now because I've never felt like that. And I don't know if it's my, my brain messing with me or I don't know. But I know I'm worthy of love, okay? And everyone in in this who's listening should know that they're worthy of love. Because I hate when a girl or boy or whatever you identify as, I hate when someone is in a bad relationship, that bad breakup, bad date, and they're like, no one's ever going to love me because of this and this and that. There's no reason in the world that somebody shouldn't love you unless you were like, like Hitler or something. Like that's the old, that's literally like Hitler is like fucking at the bottom of the list, that's the only reason why someone should not love you. There's no other reason. You can work through whatever. Okay, I don't... I think bad people exist. Duh. But I feel like those bad people, it just depends how their life has played out. Just a sequence of bad events could just keep happening to get them to that point. People aren't born bad. And I feel like those people are still worthy of love. And I feel like when it comes to like serial killers or like just, you know, bad people we hear about in, in history, I feel like they were so alone, not alone in the way that I am. Cause I'm alone in a healthy way, but alone in the way where they had no one. Cause they thought that, you know, they weren't worthy of being loved and everyone here is so worthy of being loved. And I will tell you that until the day I die, because you know, whether it's plutonic, romantic, whatever, you're worthy of it. Everyone in the world should have a, like a partner in crime, someone that they, they should share their life with, whether that's being married or just being with them. And I feel like I kind of rejected that thought my whole entire life because I thought I wouldn't find it because I was undesired by, by people in general. So, you know... I know most people who are listening are in high school and college. And, you know, me personally, like I said, I've never dated anyone. 
I've never been in a relationship, so I don't know what that's supposed to feel like and what I'm feeling like right now for this person. It's like scaring the shit out of me. But I, I know it, it'll end up okay. Whether it doesn't, if it doesn't work out or not. So, do not be afraid to tell that person how we feel. And I feel like the perception of love now is building up this trust until you have sex. I, okay, we're going to get into this right now because we, as a generation, romanticize sex so much that we have this pounded into our brains that if, if men and women or anyone don't find us attractive enough to have sex, then we are not worthy of love. Me personally, I'm not ready for that stage in my life. You know, I feel like I, I don't I don't care how long that takes until I'm ready. When I'm ready, I'm ready. That stage of my life was ripped from my grasp when I was so young that I've been scared to be intimate with someone ever since. And that is so unfair, but it's just something I have to endure. You know, you know, I okay, this is a slight trigger warning, but I I was assaulted when I was a kid by you know, by a man. I'm not scared of men, but the thought of me being intimate with a man is so terrifying for me. And I know one day I'm just, you know, I'm not going to feel that way. But for now, I have to endure it and get through it and, you know, break some ice and just like, and just take a deep breath and I know that it's going to be okay. And for anyone who's had that happen to you, just know that it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling. Uh, however you're handling it because I know it's a really really hard thing to you know trust people after something like that happens whether you knew that person or you didn't know that person it's a very hard hard thing to trust people after that and don't beat yourself up if if you if you're never if you never trust another person again oh my god my neighbor is like in the rear view mirror like looking at me I really hope he doesn't come over here. I'm, like, scared. I'm, like, talking about sexual assault right now, bruh. But, yeah. Okay. So, you know... Bruh, like, can this guy, like, stop staring at me? What the F? (laughs) Like, I'm literally, like, scared right now. Okay, I'm gonna keep reading from my script to, like, distract myself. Um, so I like, okay, I don't want to get too deep into it because, you know, the way I'm feeling about this person right now is really good. And I feel like the more I talk about it, the more I'm going to get into my head. So I'm, I'm not going to get that deep into it, but I really, really like this person a lot and I trust them. It's like, it's more than a crush, but it's also, I don't know. I don't know what it's like, you know, romantic relationships are supposed to feel like. So I'm just kind of you know, figure it out. You know, I've been burned over and over and over and over again. So my green flag right now is that I trust them. I've never trusted. I don't trust anybody. I've learned not to trust easily that that's going to get me hurt. So the fact that I can be me and also not be dependent, you know, I've never been, I've never been codependent. I'm very independent. I'm not dependent on this person at all. But when I'm around them, it's like, I've never felt like that before. I've never felt like joy and happiness and butterflies and stuff like that before so I think that's a good thing I think and it's not about anyone in particular but it's like it is but um 
I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I could just be me in front of them. And, you know, when I like someone, I'm, ne- I, I never had been myself. I felt like I had to be someone else to impress them. But like, it was just like a click like that. And I was just me in front of them and they were okay with that. And I was like, oh shit, this cat, chill the F out. You're not supposed to like people. Your life is about work, money, gym, and being famous. Okay. So stop thinking about this person 24 seven or else you're going to fucking get hurt. But maybe I won't get hurt. Maybe, maybe this is the person that I'm supposed to be with. Maybe it's supposed to be a friendship and stay as a friendship. I don't fucking know, but life is a mystery and I'm going to figure it out. And I know that it's going to be okay. Whatever happens. So I'm going to stop because I'm getting overly happy right now. And when I get overly happy, I start oversharing. Um, so, um, that's enough for my, um, my life right now. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about suicide prevention month because it is suicide prevention month. And I feel like it's a very important thing to talk about. Um, because I have lost a a couple of people to suicide and I know a lot of people lose people to suicide and it's a really, really tough thing because as much as we say how selfish it is for them to do that, it's, I don't think of it that way. Um, you know, when someone's sick like that, And as much as we try to help them, there are a lot of people out there who are begging for help and we do nothing to help them. So I'm going to leave the um, suicide prevention number, um, you know, hotline in my in my bio, in my Instagram. And I'm going to try to find some some actual good donation uh, sites that are I'm going to do some research first. So it's not going to be right away, but. Suicide is never an option, guys. Like, obviously, yes, it's an option. People do it. But, you know, you're very loved. And you're very worthy of life. And, you know, a couple bad months, a couple of bad years do not make a bad life. They don't. You know, things get better. I, I just, I, there's no more I can express that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I know that's so cheesy and fucking stupid, but it is. You know, I, for 16 years, from, like, literally from birth, I was unwanted by everyone my age, and suicide was a, was a thing that was on my mind, like, as, as long as I was awake, when I went to sleep, that was my moment of peace, and I, I literally looked forward to falling asleep every day, because it was like I was dead, I had no thoughts, I wasn't there, you know, I was just dreaming, it was this false reality of, of, of life. And I wanted that forever. I thought like, if I killed myself, that's what it's going to be like. No, because we don't know what happens after death. It could be, it could be awful. It could be good. It could, but all I know is for the people that are, you know, surrounding that death, it is worse than anything. I, you know, I haven't, I've lost people to suicide that are close with me, but I have people who have lost parents. I have people who have lost best friends. And to see how broken that makes a person, you think that no one cares about you, that no one loves you, everybody loves you. And if if, if you make that decision to do that, people will be crushed. And I'm not guilt tripping, but I'm, I'm pounding into your mind that people care about you and people love you. So please, if you ever need help, please text me. 
please text a hotline. Please call a hotline. Just tell someone who you trust enough to, you know, because I, as much as it's like, oh, tell a professional, no, don't tell, you know, we can, you can get to that stage of, I need, I'm so thirsty, sorry, I'm, I'm like in the middle of like a rant, but I need water. <laughs> Professionals don't help unless you're mentally ready to have a professional help you. Tell a best friend who you trust enough not to tell your fucking parents. Because as, as, as much as I hate to admit it, I am so happy that nobody told my parents that I wanted to die because I feel like because when they did find out they made my life a living hell I love my parents for being there for me but that did not help and being medicated now being in the right mindset to you know take my medication every day knowing that it helps me if you're not in the right mindset to take that medication you're going to abuse that medication you're going to abuse the power that it has over you and then you're going to just be even worse than you were before So please, please, please know that you are loved and that you are worthy of life. What are we at at the time limit right now? We're at 37 minutes. I've been rambling for too long and it is so hot in this car I might pass out. I keep drinking hot water like that's going to fucking cool me down. Okay. Thank you everyone for listening. I really appreciate everyone who's listening. I don't think they understand, people understand how appreciative I am of everyone who's listening because I'm, I'm not usually vulnerable um, publicly speaking, you know, I could be vulnerable through art, through whatever, but speaking, it's always been a struggle of mine to say my emotions. So thank you for listening. And it really helps. It it boosts my confidence a lot to, to make more. So DM me. I have my Instagram linked in the bio. I love all of you. Bye.